2: Perhaps you know a guy just like Jeffrey. Or maybe you're like him yourself. You see, Jeffreys are all around the world and they do everything wrong. They keep indulging in all of the habits that are mentally destroying them just for a little bit of pleasure. After hours and hours and hours of sitting on his crusty computer chair, finally Jeffrey gets up. Okay, good. He's going to do something productive now. No, Jeffrey. Oh, he just laid down on his bed and went on his phone. Adonis. Only a select few men on the entire planet are like Adonis. Disciplined with a student mindset, present and grateful and a leader. How do you think he got this way? Do you think that Adonis indulged in the same habits that Jeffrey did? Of course not. Now, Adonis has made some mistakes, but he overcame them. Once he knew that a habit wasn't good for him, he vowed to stop. And that is how he became so great. Do you have bad habits? In this video, we're going to break down the worst ones that you could have. And I want you to do something. I want you to count how many of the five that we're going to discuss Today that you currently are overindulging in. The first and worst habit by far is porn. Now, I don't wanna make this another basic self-improvement video where we just talk about porn, but holy fuck, it is literally the worst thing that you can be doing as a young man. Watching porn and masturbating literally means that you're castrating yourself. If you've ever seen what happens when a family buys a pet, like a cat or a dog, and that cat is like really adventurous, isn't it? If it's a male, it's like really adventurous, really like territorial. And then what does that family do once they have this pet? They neuter it, they castrate it. In simple terms, They chop off its balls. It stops its testosterone production and suddenly that adventurous, feisty, territorial cat becomes docile, weak, lazy, lethargic. And that is what we're doing to ourselves when we overindulge in things like porn. Now you already know about almost all of the negatives of porn, so I don't want to just repeat them. But there is a huge negative that most YouTubers never actually speak about because it's going to get kind of like vulgar. And it's the issue that watching porn destroys your understanding and capability to actually sleep with a girl properly. Porn gave me small dick anxiety. Like I started watching it when I was 13, 14 years old and I hadn't hit puberty yet. So my dick, it wasn't big, you know, you were like essentially still a child at this point. You know, I hadn't hit puberty. I remember watching it with these big fucking like logs that these porn stars had. And I honestly, I like, can yeah, this is funny. He, <laughs> like, how has this got to smoke? Like this was a while ago, right? This was over 10 years ago. But honestly, this isn't a funny thing because this me. This literally fucked me up mentally. Like, this was one of the worst problems that I had as a teenager. I was totally convinced that I had a small dick because of what I saw on these videos. Oh, fuck. I remember neurotically, like, Googling this shit. Like, what's the average penis size? Like, how big should my penis be? I have a small penis. What to do? I remember one of my friends got a girlfriend. And I literally asked him, Oh, if she wanted to, like, have sex with you or, like, suck your dick, like, would you let her? And he went, like, yeah, of course. And I literally had this perception that, like, oh, if I got a girlfriend right now, I would tell her, like, no, like, I don't want to have sex or anything. Because I was so insecure about my PP size. And the second problem that I had really Relating into this was that watching so much porn gave my mind a kind of false understanding of how you proceed you know you escalate to sex so on porn you always watch it. it's the same routine the guy and a girl start kissing then they start undressing then they do some foreplay then they you know have like actual sex it's like this fake like staged performance and so I followed this same kind of routine when I actually like you know became like sexually active and honestly I like I didn't have a good time this was the only way that I knew right so that like, you know you're like you, you you do this whole step-by-step routine like this pattern of like okay do this like you know pull up the uh, trousers like Essentially, I just became robotic when I when it came to actually making love for the first time and I didn't actually have a good time. Honestly, I started having sex at age 19 and I didn't enjoy it for almost a year straight because of the fucked up perception of sex and like making love that I saw in watching porn. And the reason why this perception is so messed up, you know, of like, you know, you watch hundreds of episodes of like fake taxi or some shit. The reason why this perception is like so messed up and you see this kind of like build up and this, you know, this routine that you keep seeing, like you're supposed to go down on them and then she sucks you off and then you're supposed to take her clothes off and you know, like your step-by-step procedure of this routine, right? The reason why this fucked me up so much is because I was then not even present when it came to being intimate with a girl. I was so utterly in my mind overthinking about what the next step was that I wasn't even having a good time. And guess what happens when you're not present when you're about to have sex with a girl? My dick didn't get hard. I suffered immensely from this for my first year of being sexually active. And I was like, I'm not going to lie. Like I was a bit of a fuck boy. I was like on Tinder all the time. I was going to clubs and stuff, right? More than 10 girls that I had brought back to my place. I'd done all the hard work. I brought them here. More than 10 girls where I would literally pull my pants out. Soft dick. Unable to perform. There's gonna be some heartless motherfuckers watching this. Like, oh yeah, that's kind of funny, bro. You don't realize how much that fucks your mind up as a man. How much that mentally destroys you. And why do you think it happened? It was because I was watching porn for like 10 years straight before this. This is why I've made a private video going into detail of like the mistakes that I made when I first started like sleeping with girls. I've made it private. It's not on YouTube because it's too like vulgar to speak in detail. There's a link to it in the description. Three bedroom mistakes that you're making so you can go click on that. The second dangerous house that will destroy you is being too emotional as a man. I say this in a lot of videos, but you must understand that, you know, this, this new narrative that you keep hearing that men should open up and be emotional and be in touch with their feminine side, it's pure evil. This like false message that you keep hearing that you should open up your feminine side, that you should be emotional. It's a trap. It is a trap. I'm not trying to be toxically masculine and tell you like, yeah, bottle up your feelings and eventually kill yourself, of course not. You know, these people, they say that to me like, oh yeah, well, you, you, you're, how the fuck am I like seen scene the bad guy when I tell guys, like, yeah, like, control your emotions, research stoicism, emotional stability. It's the best asset that you can have. I literally just, I'm live streaming right now. I literally just told all the boys what happened when our business suffered like this huge, like, problem. We lost half of our income instantly because of a different company called Skillshare that called us like toxically masculine. They cancelled us 25,000 pounds a month. They took that away from us and they wanted me to be emotional. They wanted me to beg and plead, They're like, please, can I just have the money, please? With stoicism, with emotional control, I navigated that situation and we, we prospered from that moment. They don't want you to be like this. I don't understand why. I don't understand why your own country and your own people want you to be weak. Emotional men are weak. Now, this does not mean you should bottle up your feelings till eventually the point that you can't hold anymore. There is one person that you can be emotional to, and that is your chosen brother. I don't necessarily mean your blood brother, like, you know, who was born from your parents. I mean another man that you have chosen to grow with, who you utterly trust. There's a metric, like a question to ask yourself. I got from the Youtuber and entrepreneur Alex Samosi to ask yourself if this is a real friend. It's a weird example, but and hopefully it doesn't sound like offensive. But this was what this entrepreneur said: If you were Jewish and this was back in the Holocaust, would this guy that you consider your friend, your brother, would he hide you from the Nazis, knowing that he would also be killed if he like was found out? That's the metric that my best friend, my brother Sam, has like asked himself about me: Like, if he was Jewish and the Nazis were coming to try and find it, would I hide him? Yes. That's the kind of metric that you'll know that oh fuck, okay, this is like a guy that I can trust. That's the guy that you can be emotional to That's the guy that you can cry in front of. That's the guy that you could open up with. The evil propaganda that's being spread to young men these days and telling you to open up to your girlfriends. People don't realize how fucking evil that is, bro. And I seem like a bad guy for saying this. I seem really toxically masculine for telling you not to open up, bro. If you open up to your girlfriend, her sexual attraction to you is going to be lost because if she is a feminine woman, and we can't blame her for this, but if she is feminine, she cannot be attracted to a masculine man who has just suddenly lost frame and become feminine. If she's a feminine woman, right, if she's really masculine and she's very dominant herself then she expects you to be weak and feminine okay fine but if she's a feminine woman and you're a masculine man by you losing frame by you getting emotional you have shown that you are weak feminine women are only attracted to men who are like stoic cold rocks even though they don't want to admit this now a lot of women will tell you "Oh, i'm not attracted to this i love it when my partner opens up that woman's probably a lot more masculine and we might not be attracted to a girl like that there is an agenda here you know the people i'm talking about those kinds of people the skinny neck kind of like low testosterone kind of people right men and women they're against people like us and especially like me you know who's got like this platform of for telling you to not be emotional. Because they will say that me telling you to be stoic is toxic masculinity and it's patriarchal and it leads to suicides. That's what they say, right? But they don't realize that the rise of this message of telling men to open up perfectly correlates with the rise of male suicides. Less men killed themselves when we were masculine. Less men killed themselves before we were told this message of opening up and being feminine. You know why so many fucking guys are killing themselves? Because they're falling for this this trap, this fucking trick. They're being convinced to not be masculine, to be feminine and be in touch with your emotions. It's okay to be weak. It's okay to be like, to cry and shit. They're following that advice and then realizing, oh fuck, women don't like me anymore. Oh fuck, I'm lonely as fuck. Oh fuck, I'm I'm broke as fuck. I'm not making any money now because I'm an emotional man and emotional men don't make much money. The rise of this message being spread to men perfectly correlates with the rise of suicides. People don't realize how fucking manipulative and evil this is. That I am seen as the bad guy for telling you to be stoic. When men were more stoic and more masculine, back in the 1900s, suicide was less common. I want you to just picture that. Male suicide is at an all time high. And so is this message of men being weak. Men should be feminine, men should be emotional. They perfectly correlate together. And these evil people will blame us and say it's the patriarchy. These people are killing men. You know, these like hip mod socialist type of like diversity type of people, right? They're leading to men kill themselves. And they will say that the problem is us because we want to research stoicism. Now I've just spent the last few minutes ranting and raving about how the system, and you know, most people are against men like us who want to become more masculine and strong. And it's so fucking weird, bro. Why? Is- yeah. <laughs> Look what I've just done. I was just about to say, it's so weird. Like, why are they against us? You know, we, we just want to be masculine. So do you know what this third habit that we're going to discuss is? Being a victim and complaining. It's so easy for us right now to think, yeah, the world's against us. And like, yes, yeah, life's so hard, guys. Did you want an easy life, bro? Of course you didn't. Because, I mean, the opportunity for an easy life is right here, isn't it? Go uh, scroll on TikTok, bro. If you're watching this video, you don't want an easy life. Following on from that, you must understand that you can't have this identity of a victim. When some shit happens to us, like what's happening here, I told you about that story of like the company Skillshare destroyed. In like half of our income. And it's a whole story. Like there's a community post on our channel that you can go and see if you want. We could have been the victim here. We could have seen ourselves as like, oh, you know, poor us, like woe is me. That wouldn't have helped us. Because the thing is not only does it help you, but quite frankly, yeah, you can say this is toxically masculine, but quite frankly, bro, men who have this victim mentality, they're pussies, they're not helpful at all. I sound fucking horrible because this is so against the modern day, but like, bro, men who have this victim, feminine, weak, emotional mentality, there's no good to having them around. As a man, like your only value comes in your strength. That's it. That's it. As a woman, you know, like, we don't expect most women to be strong. If the women want to be masculine and disciplined and, you know, climb up the career hierarchy, okay, fine, nice. A weak woman isn't seen as a bad thing, is it? If a woman is weak physically and, you know, straight, like, men, even mentally, you know, she gets emotional, like, we still love her for it. If anything, that's actually kind of attractive. Like, some guys might not be because a lot of guys are quite feminine, so they don't want a feminine woman. But if you're a masculine man and you have this idea of, like, an emotional woman who always cries, it's like, that's why I want her in my life because she's emotional. Like, that's, that's the point. I have, like, I'm a fucking stone cold. Like, I have some emotions, obviously, but I like, I like, that my girl's emotional all time. I like that every like three days she feels sad. Like, cause it just gives us some shit to do, bro. Like, (laughs) so, you know, a woman who's emotional, who's weak and who's a victim. Okay, fine. As masculine men will look after her. A woman who's strong. Sweet. Okay. You'll help us carry the weight. A man who's strong. Okay. Fantastic. That's the best thing that we need for a strong society. Fine. But a weak man, a man who sees himself as the victim, a man who has this victim mentality. What good is he? Honestly, you must understand this as a man, your value comes from your strength. And in the modern day, again, another thing that's going to get me canceled, maybe like in the modern day, bro, there's so many like groups of people who love to act like they're oppressed. People of of my race, and uh, this might get me hated, but bro, you're not oppressed anymore. I don't know how much I can talk because obviously like this is at risk of getting canceled, but essentially, you know, the minority kind of people, not just like skin color, but just, you know, the people who who act like they're oppressed, the people who act like everything's against them. That you know, like, oh, everyone's like racist, everyone's sexist, everyone's this, everyone's this, everyone's this. this." Not really. No one really gives a shit about you. And I don't even say that as an insult. No one really thinks about you. Everyone's thinking about themselves. If you think you're oppressed by someone, bro, you're not. This is why I've got respect for men like, He's actually saying to black people to rise up and ditch this victim mentality. And this isn't me saying it like, you know, I'm not part of this race. Okay, fine. But it's nice seeing a man who's just like, yeah, take ownership. Like your life's better than you actually realize. And like, this is his words. I'm not going to fucking say it because I'm just being racist. Like shut the fuck up, bro. We live in physically the best time possible. The only thing that's actually negative right now is just our own mental health. And guess why your mental health is shit. It's because of your own thoughts and beliefs about what's happening to you. You know, there's studies to prove that what you believe deeply changes what actually happens to you If there's two men who are deeply stressed right now, hugely stressed, but one of them likes the stress, like he has this belief, like, yeah, like stress is stress is good, like it really helps me, like, you know, I, I really do good work when I'm stressed. And the other one's like, oh, I'm stressed, I'm stressed, stress leads to early death and stress leads to, to, to bad health. You do realize the effect of stress will actually change depending on what these men believe about that. The effect of any kind of oppression or, or problem that you're going through is only based on your own beliefs about the thing. Like, no one will believe this. You choose if you want to experience suffering. Most men are too emotional. Emotional to have this like victim mindset where they think that this is like toxic or some shit. You choose how you feel about anything. As a man, that's one of our greatest treasures. It's, it's our greatest strength. We can choose to feel angry. If you're constantly overstimulating yourself, you don't have this superpower. But when you spend a week away from technology, you can choose what you want to feel. I can literally turn on my anger right now and I can turn it off. I can choose what I want to feel. So why choose to be a victim? Why choose to like pretend like your power's been stripped away from you? It's our greatest superpower. It's just choosing your own feelings. You need to, like there's some prerequisites to this. You have to meditate for a. Couple a couple of weeks okay fine it's like one hour of, t- of time over a couple of weeks you have to take a step back from anything that's fucking up your attention span like tiktok and stuff okay fine but after that like our superpowers literally being able to not be a victim a man with a core like masculine energy could be imprisoned and like shut away in solitude and still be having like an okay time because he didn't see himself as the victim and, and the stories of this there's this one man i don't know his name he was a black boxer in the 1900s in prison for something that he didn't do he went into the the prison cell whatever like get arrested essentially like with a fucking five thousand dollar watch and everything and literally said to them, like you can put me in prison but you can't change what's in my mind and he became the most successful of his life while still in prison he chose not to be a victim about it and nowadays everyone's oppressed everyone's um triggered the fourth dangerous habit that will mentally destroy you literally is negative thinking and this is something that so many young men struggle from because your mind can sometimes be your worst enemy especially when you aren't living the kind of life that you know that you should you can have such deep dark negative thought and this can even go into like this weird complex level where if you've started to research more about meditation and everything and also you know you've learned about positive thinking negative thinking you start to have negative thoughts about your negative thoughts and it creates like this very shit cycle where you're just constantly just like being a bully in your own mind and so this is a habit because it happens like just throughout the day and often it happens when you know you think about your lack of success your lack of your attraction from girls or something like that you think about something negative and your mind just starts berating you and so many guys who experience this don't actually realize that you can control your thoughts a lot easier than it seems, fighting your thoughts is a horrible idea. Honestly, I'm going to tell you some of mine, right? I've had the thoughts like, oh, maybe I should just kill myself. I've had that thought before. Not recently, but like a while ago, a couple of years ago. I used to have that thought quite often and I did the wrong thing and I would fight that thought and I'd be like, what? Why, why did I just say that? That's so fucked. Oh, no, I don't want to. i stopped fighting it and it just created chaos in my own mind that I just wanted to fucking shut it off and that's why I numbed myself with weed, porn, video games and junk food and, you know, I just wanted to overindulge and shit to not think about that. What I should have done at the time was more so just observe the thought and realized that my thought wasn't me. That me thinking this weird thought of like considering suicide, it wasn't me talking and just see it more as like a cloud that's passing through the sky. You know, the thought's going to appear and go away just like a cloud is. And when you meditate, you start to understand that like thoughts are not a reflection of who you are. They're simply like some just random shit that just like happens in your mind. And the skill of meditation is observing the thought and realizing that the thought is an entity by itself. It's not you. You're the person who watches the clouds. You're the person who hears the thought. You're not the thought. You're the person who hears the thought. And so next time when you get like this kind of negative thought barrage, you know, like this bully thought in your mind, which just make you feel shit about yourself. Don't fight them. Don't argue against those thoughts. Don't try and convince them that they're untrue. Observe them like a cloud appearing and going away. And just think to yourself that, yep, in this period of your life, a lot of clouds are going to be shaped like this. And that's okay, because it happens. But if you keep staying on your self-improvement and eventually you build up so many things that you're proud of, you're going to realize that all of the clouds that start to appear naturally in your own brain start to become so much more positive. When you've built so much more like muscle and you've lost fat and you actually look physically good like you know you look like you're, you're an athlete you look in shape you've been going to the gym you can't help but like just get like an awesome like almost a cringe positive thought in your mind like yeah like I- I- i'm a beast you know it's kind of cringe but like it's a lot nicer to hear than yeah you should kill yourself and then you work really really hard you study really hard and you get like an awesome grade that your parents are proud of and you're proud of too well in your mind you're saying like yes yes amazing yes c- yeah, i'm so fucking sick yes you can control your thoughts with your actions and too many guys just feel like the negative thoughts and they just kind of don't do anything about it and then the negative thoughts just keep coming your thoughts honestly are often a little bit of a reflection of where you are in life. If you're doing really shit right now, chances are your thoughts are going to be negative. If you're doing awesome right now, chances are your thoughts are going to be positive. And as long as you know how to control them and observe them, then it won't hurt you the same way that it does for everyone else. And the fifth bad habit that will really mess you up mentally is indecisiveness. Indecisiveness is when you've got a decision to make, like, should you move? Should you break up with this girl? Should you do this? Should you do that? And you often just keep playing around the options in your mind without ever actually coming to a good decision and taking action, which means that your mind gets stuck in this weird loop like this negative cycle which is so mentally demanding like you probably know this a phrase called decision fatigue and that's when you know you've got to make decisions and your mind just gets like, kind of weakened by doing that but when you're indecisive you're getting decision fatigue like around the clock and it's literally fatiguing so i've had this before previously i remember there was a girl that i was dating that i was indecisive about wanting to break up with her like i wanted to but i didn't want to go through the breakup feeling and everything and i carried that relationship on for years imagine years of indecisive Indecisiveness, years of decision fatigue where almost every single day in your mind, you're thinking, should I break up with her or not? Worst period of my life. Indecisiveness is, it's like a weird habit, isn't it? Because, you know, you were probably expecting me to just say like, oh, video games and you know, like normal worldly things. But this is the one that I think is quite unique and it, it's something that I've experienced myself. I'm not very good at making decisions generally, like, you know, I want to be better with that. And so often, like, it's very really nice that I've got a friend who helps me with this, but indecisiveness will kill your momentum, mess you up mentally. Give you decision fatigue and everything it's not a good thing man so how do you solve it well the best strategy to make a decision is to write it all down and it's so much better i know this is going to seem weirdly practical but i promise you it's so much better to write it on paper with a pen than it is to write it on a pc just writing it on a paper and writing all of the decisions and the facts and everything that's related to the decision just makes it so much clearer and suddenly it's like you've made the problem so specific that now you can actually choose the best decision to go forth usually when it's all in your mind your brain and your thoughts is all muddled up that you can't even make a good decision you settle on one but then you bounce back because your brain changes and you know your your feelings dictate your decision making which isn't a good thing we don't want to be like that at all when you write it all onto paper and you write down the cold hard logical analytical facts of the situation suddenly it's like you have so much more ammunition to help you make this decision scroll down to the description right now and go click on that link for the three bedroom mistakes that you're making click and watch this video right now do the hard work especially when you don't feel like it